Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Please welcome to the stage, it's a man who this week has lost his best friend. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Hello, my finest friends. Uh, welcome to another Hello, you're much better than last week's audience. Thank you. Uh, welcome to uh, Richard Herring's London Shitty Transport Podcast. Uh, it's all Keir Starmer's fault, isn't it? Uh, don't... What's wrong with the train divers? Don't they make enough money? It's a bit of a change in mood since last week's podcast, isn't it? Uh, it's, it just in the last seven days, uh, Grant Shapps got in touch and gave me some money to send. So I've, got, I've, just, changed, I've just changed what I think uh, as a result of Grant Shapps telling me to. Uh, but I was talking to Snagglepuss the other day. Uh, and he, uh, he uh, calls it Rahalastaba, even... But even, he calls it, heavens to Mercatroid, exit stage left. Who remembers Snagglepuss? Oh, well, I didn't think anyone would remember Snagglepuss. So well done for you. That's what he used to say. Heavens to Mercatroid, exit stage left. Even. That was what he did. That was a brilliant... Who remembers that? 
All right, so you do remember. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that now because it's, it's 2020. T- t- I can't do the voice. Have you managed to get here from wherever you are? <laughs> the train strike. <laughs> Good. Don't start kicking off now. Don't get overexcited just because you realise there's no one here and you can join in. Uh, yeah, look, um, I'm not going to... D- I just want to pay tribute to uh, my cat Smithers, who uh, very sadly died uh, this this week. No, mate, he's only a fucking cat. You put it, you put it on social media and go, "Oh, we're thinking of you, Rich." It's all this cat. He's a, he was an annoy. He was a candle in the wind. A big, fat, annoying, deaf, stupid candle who, with a ridiculous meow, who tried to chip me up on the stairs every time I got on the stairs. He tried to kill me every time I was on the stairs. And now he's dead. Good riddance to him. He's my... Um... <laughs> I miss him. It's crazy, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, he's been there for sort of about ten years. And he's... Well, I loved him. He was a candle in the wind. Uh, look, anyway, that's my, that's my tribute to Smithers there. I hope wherever you are, Smithers, I hope you're listening. Oh, you're deaf anyway, and you don't, you don't speak English. Maybe in heaven he can speak English. <laughs> I can hear you think that's he's in cat heaven and he can speak? Is this what you're imagining, Lou? He's going, oh, it's me. I'm so, I can hear now and understand. And I'm quite confused. I mean, I was a cat before. Now I'm a sort of weird human cat. Why couldn't I speak when I was alive? That would have been much more useful. I'm going, ah! But uh, he did feature in the snooker podcast a couple of pitch invasions. So I know a lot of you are very fond of him. Anyway, let's crack on. We've got a fantastic guest for you today. He's probably best known for being the associate producer of a short film about... I can't even remember what it says about hats. Is that what it says? <laughs> he was also, of course... It wasn't just that. He was also the audience wrangler on QI. That's, both those things got him a lot of tabloid coverage. <laughs> That's what he's best known for. <laughs> We please welcome Sean Walsh, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Sean Walsh. Here he is. Come on in. Thank you. Thank you. Take a seat. Thank you. I've, I find it quite difficult to get up on this stool, so cover yeah. it while I'm. It was... I'm uh, sorry about your cat. I, uh, oh yeah. I got a dog. Yeah. Recently, and uh, I. Won. Are you just showing off that you've got a living dog? I've got a dog recently. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> Yeah, go on. But, uh, no, but it, um, you, obviously it shits. You have to pick it up. Yeah. There are very few bins in my area. Right. And I, uh, so I picked up the, the shit and it was in a bag. Uh, couldn't find a bin. Had to drop Mildred off. At Mildred? The, Mildred Barrett. <laughs> Double barrel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, so dropped her off, but didn't want to leave the bag of shit in my own bin. Yeah. I just thought it was a bit weird, so I thought I'll drop... That I'll find a bin on the way. Yeah. And so, so I'm now, I was left and I was going to where I was going. And then someone stopped me and said, hey, hey, sorry, are you Sean Walsh? <laughs> and I said, uh, yes. And he said, oh, I've not seen you do much in Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, no, not. And he said, is that a bag of shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's not mine. <laughs> So, there you go. That's my, that's yeah. my dog story. <laughs> that's good. There you go. That's good. 
just thinking, yeah, he goes, he goes around now just picking up shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he makes a living. <laughs> I guess he takes it somewhere and then someone's buying the shit off him. Yeah. Just some kind of fertilizer. Dog shit's not very good for as a, as a fertilizer, I don't think. It's quite an unpleasant thing, dog shit. I have a living dog as well. Oh, that I, that I haven't what, which one? What's it called? It's called um, uh, Wolfie. Professor Wolfenstein is his full name. Uh, and, oh, Why sorry, did her get a laugh? Because uh, people are very cruel. <laughs> the laugh of dogs, uh, and she's uh, she's about five. So we've got a, we've got a little while with her still. Hopefully, it's a very sad thing that they die, isn't it? Have you ever had a pet die? Um, the family dog has yeah. passed away, no, yeah. and a dog's worse than a cat because dogs are good. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I'm I'm a dog. I'm a dog guy. Yeah. I don't know anything about the shit. Or yeah. other dogs. I don't know. I asked you what dog you had, but I don't know why I did that. I, I've just started copying what other people do. Yeah, they do. Science. I don't know anything about dogs. I just yeah. know my dog. Yeah. What's your dog? Cockapoo. Oh, that's a rubbish one. <laughs> What's your... It's German Shepherd cross with a husky. It's a fucking proper dog. <laughs> Not a cockapoo. And they know that. Yeah. Right, we'll yeah, just look no. at them, put them next to it. I don't even know what a cockapoo is, but it's not a proper dog like my dog. My dog looks like a... If you th- imagine a dog, it would be my dog. If you say, imagine a dog, no one's imagining a cockapoo, are they? That's not their f- go-to dog. Uh, <laughs> okay. It would be a Labrador or a, or a German Shepherd. That's what people would be imagining. The, the Andrex dog is what I think people think of when okay. they think of the dog. Yeah. Andrex, you know... Which, Andrex, what's, a, what's, that's a Labra- Labrador puppy. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's, that to me, is, that's emoji dog. Okay. That would be the emoji of a dog. Okay. Well, don't, don't you think? Well, let's look up dog on uh, Someone uh, look up dog and see what the emoji is. Andy McH will do it. <laughs> and is it the Andrex puppy? No, it's not. It's an it's a Alsatian. Let's wait. Let's just wait in silence. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's... Okay. Go to Ben's done. Ben's done. Two people coming in. Oh, there's a choice. No, that's the face. Oh. I don't mean the face. There's a, fo- there's a face of... I mean the... Bo- there no, is the, a poodle, no, the full a... body one. The full body there's one, a... not the face. There's a poodle that's come, on, has come up third. The what, full, as, as the full-bodied? Yeah. Ah. Labrador. That, that's Labrador. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's, that's the Andrix puppy. See, we've got right. toilet wrong. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Crowd are easily pleased. <laughs> <laughs> they are. You know, they're lucky to be here. So, um... Because yeah. yeah. it was hard to get here, not because... Yeah. Not because it's difficult to get in. <laughs> Once you're here. <laughs> um, did we talk about you being an audience wrangler on QI before? Is that due? Because there was another Sean Walsh. So one of your credits last time was not you. The, yeah, you, that was Family Guy. What is, what, yeah, what is, what's an audience wrangler? Is that just a warm-up warm up guy? Why is it put as audience wrangler? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I got to meet Stephen Fry. He was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an awful job. Did right. you do warm-up? No. You never did warm-up? No. I... Only for our own show. You know, we do sometimes do it for our own show, but not. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I once did warm-up for Buzzcocks. Um, I think Frankie Boyle was the, co- uh, was the special host. And I had this bit when I was in my early 20s, and I had this bit about when you, uh, when you, bang, your, <laughs> when you bang your head, um, like on the bus, you know, you get up, you bang your head. You always have to look at what you banged your head on. That's it, right? You know, you know when yeah. you trip, you have to look at what your trips on. When you ba- bang your head, you have to look at what you banged your head on. And then I... I, I, I demonstrated that you, you would look even more mad. Even though you know what you banged your head on, you would look more mad if you didn't look. Yeah. And I demonstrate this. Right? Okay. And, I, and I walk and I, I'm 23 or something, and I bang the mic off my head. And when I did the warm-up for Buzzcocks, 
But the, 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 the basically, all of the comedy came from that noise, right? So I walk, that, and you get the laugh. <laughs> what the bus goes? The microphone had like a protective frame <laughs> that went round the microphone. So I just walked. Nothing. I just died. Yeah. Absolute. The warm up died. Yeah. I died as the warm up. Oh. Then Frankie had to come on. I was Frankie was the host when I did one of the times I did uh, Buscocks. I wonder if it was the same one. Quite possibly. It might have been, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't remember you dying. You wouldn't have been there. Would you? You <laughs> I'd, have been, been, I'd have been the back taking cocaines and stuff. <laughs> snogging Mel C. I was snogging Mel C. Um, yeah. look, you, look, look, we had you on uh, a couple of years ago, 2019, three years ago. Pre-vid. Yeah, pre-COVID, pre, pre yeah. Yep. Um, and things were, were quiet for you, and then, <laughs> and then COVID came along and they were quiet for everyone. So it was, it was, all, it was quite a good time to, have, to have your time in the wilderness. Um, and now we've come back and everyone's forgotten all about it, whatever happened. I, I think, have you, yeah. No. No, yeah, I don't know, no. no. I think it's still my I think that's still my thing. Yeah. As that's what uh, I think that'll be my thing forever. Yeah. I think maybe. Maybe. I think people might get over it. I I sort of think um look, you've just done a, a well, you've done a tour in a special way. You've addressed the uh the incident to quite some length in uh, in, yeah. in a, in a I think it's a it's a brilliant show, I think. Uh, it's called Kiss. Yes. And it's uh, available for free on YouTube. Free. Like Bill Alzapas one last week was. <laughs> I think it's an excellent idea because, it, you know, there's, there's not really much... These days, there's not much money to be gained from putting out, a, uh, you know, a show, even as a download. It's, you, you might make a bit of money. What you would get is, by putting it out for free, more people will see it and more people go, oh, that guy's a very good stand-up. I'll go and see him do stand-up. Well, thank you. But there's also something about... Um... And you're, I mean, I think it seems like you're like this as well. There's also something nice about being on top of the entire process from yeah. the birth of the idea. <laughs> the birth of the idea wasn't up to me. It happened. But, the, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do this show. And then, and then filming it and, and, you know, the style that it's going to be in. And all, the whole process is, is yours. That, and there's something... Yeah, I like. I, yeah, I mean it's obvious, but I like about that. And um, the director of Kiss was a twenty-four-year-old called Horatio Gould. <laughs> yeah, he's twenty-four, and he was brilliant because he he kept on. I, I think you know my agency would be going. I oh, know we're you know we're trying we're trying to set. And he uh, he's twenty-four, just going. Don't do that. Put put it on YouTube. No one. Will, I, no, I'm the person that watches the things. Yeah, and I don't watch those things anymore. I just watch YouTube. Put it on YouTube. So I listened to him. And he did such a great job. And I mean, I don't know. I don't tend to watch much anymore. But you know, a lot, a lot of people reference the style when they were being nice online. They referenced the the style of the the show because it was shot at Bill Murray, intimate room, yeah. a lot of handheld and all of that stuff. Yeah. And that was all him. And I lo- I, I just loved being I loved being involved in that. I had a DVD when I was in my mid twenties, and you you just do the show. And then that's and that's the end of it, really. You don't really, you know, you're not yeah. part of any aspect of it. Sure. So it was great. Yeah, and it feels like, um, you know, it, you say very near the beginning that uh, you know, what basically the opening line almost is, uh, you know, I think you overreacted. 
because it was such a <laughs> it was such a huge thing happened. We talked about it on the on the last time you were on, but it was it was. But when it, the last time I was on, yeah, you've I don't know if you've had anything in your life that was you know that not not like that, but maybe slightly, slightly traumatic that you're you're constantly. You know, I was so yeah. It was like what two, 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 three years ago. No, yeah. before it was just before. It was like twenty nineteen. It was autumn twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I still don't. Even though at that point I was better than I had been. Yeah. I still was not okay. No. I was really not. You know, I look back at that time in my life. I was. I don't remember a lot of that year. I was completely fucking traumatized. I mean, I was. I. I I kind of lost my mind. I was yeah. talking to... I would talk to myself for hours. If someone wrote something horrible on Twitter, I would then... I would end up, like, on my own, talk out loud about what I would say to them and explain myself. I was completely cracked. Yeah. And, and now, I feel like... I feel... I do... I, I said... That, I can't remember who I said it to, a friend, a comedian. I can't remember who it was, but it was a comedian and a friend that we both know... And I just said, for the first time, it feels like a memory. Yeah. The, then it wasn't a memory. No. Then I was still going through it. Sure. And now it's a memory and I go, fuck that thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a mu- mu- I mean, I but much it, better. But it, well, you know, I mean, I, and I think with the time and with you talking about it so openly and, and revealing how, you know, how awful it was for you as well, without, without then going, but... You know, it wasn't anything to do with me. You, you acknowledge your own culpability, and of course, you know, I was saying. You know, we were saying. I was comparing it to uh, back just before we started to to Will Smith uh, hitting Chris Rock. Right? <laughs> in that, I think it's sort of he was. So I didn't hit anyone. Uh, just was, to be clear, just you, ki- you kiss someone, which is nice. He was. Uh, he was no, he was in the thing that should have been the best night of his life. <laughs> And yeah. he goes and does something completely <laughs> self-defeating for no real reason uh, and fucks everything up. But I also think mm-hmm. in three or four years' time, we might go, was it, you know, I mean, you know, the, he, he, he fucked up. He fucked up badly, but he fucked himself up. And, you know, is that it? Do we, do we just judge someone by one mistake? Because what I don't like... I've not heard that. I've not heard... It's really nice to hear you say that because, I, A, I've not heard that take on it. And, B, yeah. I, I have to be honest, I didn't think that i just thought that i just could i was i was in dubai doing a gig yeah. and i woke up to a whatsapp that had been forwarded and it was will smith punches i'll be I, i'll be honest here, I, I i think this is fine to say i think i think i can say this but it was will smith punches chris rock at the oscars right and it's tapped the link yeah i just assumed okay fine i'll tap the link it will be that big black bloke with the massive cock on the end of the bed. <laughs> Do you know the one I mean? Do you know the one I mean? I don't know the one you mean. Do you really know that? Does anyone here know the one I mean? He's fucking joking. <laughs> We've got very different friends and an audiences. <laughs> there's a meme that you get, you know, there's yeah. a meme that goes round. I can this, imagine. There's this famous guy and, he, and like you, someone will send you a photo of like a cappuccino and then say, zoom in, and you zoom in, and he'll be in the cappuccino yeah, and all yeah. of that. I just thought, oh, I'll be him. Yeah. Oh, I tapped him. He's walking up to him, and I just thought, oh, still something will pop up. Yeah. He fucking punched him. I couldn't. It's the most shocking thing I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really I've shocking. Enough, I mean, I, but, I think, but I think in the... And, I, you know, and it's worse than what you, what you did, I think, 
But I think, but I also, <laughs> but I also think, <laughs> hitting someone's worse. But is it is hitting someone worse than kissing someone who's married to someone? Else? They're they're both, you know, they're both morally questionable. <laughs> we're ranking, we're ranking you in. Uh, it's going to be like Top Gear, yeah. like a table. But also, and, yeah, right, Sean, you've, you've also been... he's fucked things up for himself. I think yes. even worse than you. You know, in terms of he was right there and he did something that he didn't need to do. And I, but but my point is, I think after, after a bit of time, a you look at something. I mean, I think the thing that makes me cross about your situation is that it's something that pretty much everyone will have done to some degree, but just not in the public spotlight. They might not have been caught out, but they will have done something shitty to a partner, to someone else's partner. They'll have done that and. And and still be able to carry on with in, with their lives, right? Whereas I think you know, so for people to be judged, I don't. I think the judgmental part of it is what I don't like is, you know, look, that's a fucking shitty thing to do, um, but equally, you're in a, you know, I, you put yourself in that position, you ju- and it di- might happen. Do you know? What, I mean, look, just honestly, I think it's difficult to talk about because I could, I could. I hear, I, you know, I I've, got, I've got hours of thoughts on this, but I think because it involves, well, not you would know, say other people, you know, particularly my ex. If you if you kind of voice your own opinion on it, you are what I think I'm doing is on a podcast. You're 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 speaking publicly about it, and yeah. then you're offering up a dialogue. Yeah. So I can't really ever. Say what I not want to say, but just I, I, you've got to be so careful because yeah, you don't yeah, sure. want to, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, don't, you don't want that person to a think you're going for them, having a dig, yeah, of course. and and then and then if you defend yourself, uh, are they gonna you cut you? It's very complicated. So what I do is I think what which I've done every time is you know, all of the times that I've had to talk about it, I've apologised, I've accepted that. You know, I could have been a better boyfriend. I think, you know, I was drinking a lot. I was out and all the, all the partying that comes of it. But, you know, that that's all you can... But that's all I'm really saying, I but can... But regardless, right, I'm not saying I think what you did was good. I'm no, not I know you're not. Right. Oh, God, but no, you're not. I, did, I didn't want to just sit here in silence, no, no. you know, and, let, and re- let you talk for me, you know. But regardless, you know... It's something that everyone... I think just most people will have done something. Most people will either been shitty to a partner or kiss somebody else's girlfriend or whatever. So, and, it's yeah. a, and it's a... Yes. And it's a kiss as well, yes. right? So it's not... You know, it, out of all the level of stuff you could go into, it's not the worst thing that you could have done in terms of that. Maybe it would have, would have been if you'd got the chance... <laughs> well, here's an exclusive, Richard. <laughs> but equally, and I think you know that's such a weird show. It's I, the the stand-up show is so great because it takes you through it, and it is it's like a morality tale. This, I saw this, you say that, on Twitter, you know, but I think it is because it's you, you now dreaming of being like famous. Being you know, you grew up loving Jim Carrey. You want to be Jim yes. Carrey. You want to be you want to be, sort of almost do anything to be famous, and then you get to the point where you're going to have that. And you do something that that like do something that sort of is bad, but also is not as bad as lots of other things could be, and it totally turns everything around and or and pretty much brings you down. Totally could have could have finished you yes. like as a human being, but yes, could certainly totally. have finished you as a comedian. Yes, and so it's it's like if you you know if you wrote that down and as you talk about thinking you're in your special, you know, you can make anything up, and you would be able to make that up. But it's it, you know it's. 
it would just seem like this is it's almost too much. It's almost too much of uh, of a morality tale, you know. So, so surreal. Yeah. To to have it, it, yeah, to have been, to have been through that, and uh, I just what happened is I just I I, I was walk after a gig in Kennington, um, ABC always be comedy. I had an American friend over, a comic, and. I was kind of telling him the story. He didn't know much about it. It was a late-night walk through Kennington Waterloo, like midnight, 1am. I started telling the story, and he just stopped. And he went, wait, what? You, you didn't film this? And I went, no. And he went, it's fucking insane. Why have you not filmed that? And so I emailed Bill Murray that night at 1am and, and thought, you're, you're right. It is, however this, I thought, however this goes down, and I just thought, oh, a couple of thousand people to watch it. I assumed the, I just thought, oh, the papers will be horrible about it. But I probably should have this kind of diary entry of this extraordinary time. That yeah. it, was, it was very odd. Well, so. and also, isn't it? But as a comedian, whatever bad thing you go through, eventually, <laughs> as long as it doesn't kill you, it, it, it you know, it, it is something that you've got. I think you can process through comedy. What I love about this show is it's very funny. It's a very funny take on it, but it also completely brings home how awful it was for you, which isn't something that people generally think about, whether, whether deserved or not, you know, that, you, that this took you to, to sort of a dark place of yes. you know, collapse. And what I hadn't really appreciated was that you were, then had to carry on doing the show for ages. <laughs> <laughs> like, we stayed in for three weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking nuts that, after that, all of that. that. I have to say that I think if... Uh, you go back now, I think, what would... Probably do the Charleston that week, get through, and then say, let's just, let's yeah. just leave it. But actually, believe it or not, and this is how naive I was at the time, we thought, when we got through on that week three, we thought, oh, well, that's it, it's over now. So right. I, I thought, oh, I'll just carry on with my life as it, as it was. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was still there learning the fucking <laughs> quick step whilst the entire country went, yeah, I can't, you fucking hell. Um, so, yes, yes. But, it, well, you know, it was, it, it was good fun, that show. Do it. <laughs> Do it. What, what I know is all what happened. But actually, up to that... Yeah. It was, it was good fun. Yeah, I would definitely shag the dancers. <laughs> I definitely, I just, I wouldn't be that with me. I'd just say, can I have, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if it was the same sex one. I don't care. <laughs> it's so sexy. Like, how are you meant to not have sex with the dancers? They're really sexy. I'm not getting you're, sucked into this. So you're I'm not, wrapping, I'm just, they're all wrapping themselves around you, dragging um, you around. You're only human, Andy. Oh, <laughs> You'd be in there. You would. <laughs> and, um, I saw, and you know, I think Catherine Ryan was saying on, on her thing talking about it that yeah, you just accept that as a wife. I just accept that. <laughs> if, my yes, husband, yeah. if my husband, going, why wouldn't you do that? What's wrong? With um, Again, <laughs> I just sat there awkwardly smiling. <laughs> oh, I really like, but you know, the, you, the, in, the, in the in the in the special, you point out that you you kiss someone, and then Philip Schofield. <laughs> Has had an affair behind his wife's back, and you just kissed someone, and he, you know, if you'd sucked something, you'd sucked her husband's cock, he would have been okay. That's fucking great. That's but you know, that's what I mean. It's the it's the way if something's managed in a different way, and I think what's really interesting about your yes. career and the, and what comes across from this as well is that you were you were very naive, and I think you were pushed into things 
like before you, you know, you talked about um, cutting your finger. You cut your finger off on eight, eight <laughs> of ten cats. Yeah, did you? Eight, eight, eight <laughs> out of ten cats does countdown. I went, yeah, I went to. I brought cheese on as a mascot. And I went to cut it, and I just covered the entire cheese in <laughs> the block of cheese in blood. And I had to stop filming, and I was nearly rushed to the hospital. Yes, that, that kind of bit is, and you know, it is. Uh, uh, there's a kind of not an exact. There's no exaggeration, but I. I am selective. Yeah, about, you know, there were lots of things that that, that, that you know that I've done that were fantastic. But and... you're pushed for it. You're a, a new, you know, the hot young comedian, good-looking young comedian. You're pushed very quickly into TV. I think before you maybe had time to process what totally. was going on. Which you know, again, I think you said, but I said we talked about this last time. But you know, I feel the same thing for me really. With with, that... with with um, Fist of Fun. And, yeah, and I mean, it just happened very fast. So like, I didn't have a chance really to understand. I don't think anything really bad came out of it apart from if it had taken a bit longer I might have appreciated it a bit more and 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 worked a different way to make it carry on a bit longer and been a bit more equipped to make it carry on but you just push through this sort of sausage mill and you come out and then they and then something you know like with us it was just like right we're not we don't want any more of your stuff after 10 years with you it was like all right you fucked up now fuck off and it's it's you know it's it's a very very difficult thing to process I did you ever have, and I'm just sort of, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at this a little bit now. Did you ever look? How old were you? Oh, we, we were like, so we were. By the time we got on TV, we were like 25, 26. So we started when 21. We came to London when we were about 20, 21, and, and worked for five years. We were on on TV within five. You know, we had our yeah. own show on TV within five years. Well, I I felt. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, woe is me and all of that stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm extremely lucky to have done some of the things that I was doing. Now, I'm, you know, the dream come true stuff, amazing. But I, I was, I, I, when I look back at my 20s and that telly time, I don't look back at it very fondly. I don't have my, many nice memories. It's, it's, no. it's, all, it's all angst-ridden. And I was very... I don't, you had stew, I suppose. I don't know what that was like. but I was worse. <laughs> I would rather have had no one. (laughs) 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 But he, um, but yeah, so it it was kind of like my friends were like still doing the like above a pub, yeah. And then you and I was on Mop the Week, and it was all you didn't enjoy it. You were, I was just absolutely terrified. Every single time, there was no. You're just going. I wish I wasn't here. But you, you, you. At the same time, you have to be. You, do you want to be on this? Well, you, you, you have to. You're in your early twenties, and someone's saying, "Do you want to be on telly?" You, yeah. Of course, you're not. And I just said yes to it all. And I just, got, I look back and go, it was, it was, it was horrific. You know, it was actually horrific. And I loved doing stand up on telly. Yeah. Because I, that's what I had. You know, that's what I had... What's a good word for it? Um, like, digested growing up. That's what I was... You know, I would go to the comedy... I think I say it in Kiss, you know, go to the comedy clubs when I was 17. And I would go... I don't think I'd go into this much detail, but I'd go on my own. Yeah. Every Sunday, I would, and that's... Other kids were going to watch music and bands. And I was going to the comedy gigs. Yeah. And they wanted to go to see music, and I wanted to... I was going to sit at the back on my own. But then... It, I sort of when I started, is suddenly it was like the panel show boom, and it was all about panel shows, and panel shows were everywhere. everywhere and I, I just wasn't. It's was just like fucking twenty four, twenty five, and you're 
you're sat on a, on a panel. They're lovely people, by the way. You know, I have nothing bad to say about anyone. But they've been going 10 fucking 15 years, and you've been going a few years, and really, really know how to tell a joke. You're kind of guessing at, I think this is, I think this is funny, I'll say this. Yeah. Whereas I could now, a lot of the time, you know, you would look and you go, that's, well, that's not a joke. No, yeah. I won't say that. That's a joke. So, yeah, it was, it's weird. I, I much prefer, Richard mentioned just before we came on, like, oh, you know, something like that happening to you and you might look back one day and, and think, and be thankful that it happened. I don't know if I'll ever be thankful that that, that happened. But I would say that this year has been the most I've enjoyed my doing comedy. Yeah. Stand-up and all of the little things that I've done on the side, my podcast, short films, has been the most I've enjoyed it since I started, before telly. Yeah. When it was just me and my friends above a pub. That's how I feel about it now. And yeah. to, get, to go through all of that, to get... Yeah, I, but, out, like, I know, but I think that's true. I think you you pushed into something a little bit. You willingly pushed into it, but you're going yes, along absolutely. with something. Respo- but, I'm but responsible not, for that. But you're not thinking about where it's going. And I think that's the whole of comedy, really. It's like loads of great stand-up comedians going pushed into this TV, you know, treadmill. And then they come out of it not doing stand-up. You know, they come out of it in their presenters or their yes, panel yeah. shows. And that's yeah. fine. Absolutely they're, fine. They're, they're good at it. But was that what they... What you know, you don't know what you were heading for. So you, you're pushing, you're pushing on into something, but you don't really know where you're going yes. or where you're heading or what's going to happen to you. But I think, I think going through, you know, I think for us, for the, both me and Stuart, I think you know things sort of progressed quite quickly, but also very in a linear fashion, and it was all going like this. It's all going up, up, up. Yes, you know, yeah. sort of, and then we both had to cope with it, just stopping and working on what we were going to do next. And in a way, I think for both of us, those years of of, of uh, being slightly in the wilderness or things slightly fucking up, that, w- that helped us both define what we were going to be. If we'd just carried on, you know, who knows what, you know, who, it might, we, you know, who knows what it would have been. And we wouldn't have had time to work out what we really wanted and, you know, and, and what the point of what we were doing was. But I also think, you know, having, you know last year I had... Cat- you wouldn't have had to, sorry, but you yeah. wouldn't have been in a position where you would have had to have thought about doing... Um, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have been... You didn't do that because oh, I've got to do something with my life. But you would have been, you would have been hosting the, the brunch show on Channel 4 Whatever, in the yeah. day. And, and you wouldn't have been given the space to go, fuck, I've, you know, I've got to do something. And what yeah. do I love doing? I'll do this. And, or, and here you, know, you are. Look. Or returning. You know, I wasn't doing stand-up, really. I didn't stand-up. You know, so I wouldn't... And if I'd been... You know, if I'd been um, you know, David Walliams... Uh, I would not have... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if I'd said... If I'd said, uh, oh, what I'm, what I'm going to do this year is have a hit and a moustache for a year and see what happens and do a stand-up show about it, someone would have gone, yeah, David, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, 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 How, yeah, yeah. However true to your personality that is, <laughs> you, <laughs> you shouldn't do it. So, you know, you were able to do... You were able to do... Um, you know, you were able to do... You know, all the way through, I was able to choose my own path. And, exactly. And work out what I really wanted to do. And if I, if I, hadn't, if I hadn't had that downtime, it wouldn't have... You know, but, it, but I, last year I had testicular cancer, and if I hadn't had that happen, I would. You know, that really changed my, oh my view on the world. But also, I also thought this is going to be good for comedy, <laughs> right from the right from the start. 
So that's why, wow. I mean, I think with your thing, you probably weren't thinking as it was happening, one day I'll do a really good stand-up show about <laughs> yeah. this. But as a comedian, that's always going to be there, you know, and I think, and, and the this, this show will be better as a result of something nearly taking you down or something taking you down. I mean, I think in your case, you know, you would... I mean, I'm very glad you're still here and I'm very glad you've pulled through all of this and you've really pulled yourself together in lots of ways. You've stopped drinking. Yes. Which I know. I remember, as have you. I've stopped drinking as well, but yeah. I remember seeing you and thinking, you know, that's a guy who might be drinking a bit too much and that's <laughs> me talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did, a, I did an Edinburgh show in, you know, 2000 and something. The entire, it was called Sean to be Wild. Yeah. And it was an hour about me drinking. Yeah. And no one went, um... Do you think maybe you're drinking too much? That <laughs> so you've got you're doing an hour of observational comedy <laughs> about drinking? It's fucking crazy. Yes, no, I did. I drank far too much. I I absolutely. I lo- I don't know. I, lo- I I that was. Do you know what? It was the only way I knew to have fun. Yeah. That was. The, it was just all I knew. I'd been drinking since I was seventeen, and that's what I loved doing. And I didn't become you know a dark drunk or anything. But I just I became. To, to, well, I've got a line in my, in, in, <laughs> you know, there are two, there's, um, you know, I do, you don't drink, people want to know why you don't drink. It's only ever two reasons. You're boring. <laughs> you're too much fun. Yeah. And it's, it's never in the middle. It's either <laughs> alcohol just never really agreed with me. <laughs> I fucked a badger. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. And I, I, I would fuck a badger. Yeah. That's why I was, I was up for it. If you got the badger out, I would fuck, you know, I would, I just, you know, I was a bit, I was a bit. I was a bit too much fun. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. So, um, and again, it's very easy. You know, with the job, with this job, it's very, very easy to do that. And everyone, and pretty much everyone's doing. It. I thought he's just bringing you a pint up there, just there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's let's get the badger out. <laughs> let's see how true it is. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's you know, so it, it's it's you know, I just sort of think you've been through. I, you know, I hate the hypocrisy and I hate, I hate people being judgmental in that way about other people going through something, whatever it is, because I just... It's the same thing. Either you've been done it yourself or you're too boring to have done it. If someone goes, <laughs> if someone goes I've never kissed someone else's girlfriend or I've never kissed someone when I've, when I've had a partner, they're just, that's just insane. They're just like, you know, that, that, that most people that will have happened to. I'm not saying everyone's done yeah. it. But most people have done it. So for, therefore, for that level of anger to be levelled at you by so many people, you're thinking there's, there's a degree of hypocrisy in this from, you know, some of these people are angry at you because they're angry at themselves. Yes, Pop, I, I think it was just, it was kind of Murphy's Law. I think it, I, I think in, it, that all of that happened at the worst that was just the worst possible time, yeah. I think, in, in that that could have happened. Two thousand late two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. I think it was just the worst time. If it had been sooner, um, it probably w- wouldn't have been. Uh, you know, the the storm wouldn't have been as big as it was. And if it had been later, it probably wouldn't have been as big as it was. I think. Yeah. And I, I just think it, it just it just happened at the the worst possible time. Um, there's not really been anything like it si- since. I don't. I don't think. I hope there never is again. To be honest, well, apart no. from Philip, but Schofield, <laughs> Schofield. But, um, but but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everyone on Strictly Come Dancing uh, in, the, in, the, in the seasons moving forward will be a lot more careful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, the drink. The drinking is. You know, it. Caught, I suppose it. It also. You know, I had to stop drinking because of that. Because. 
your life is, how can you put it, your, not your life is out of control, but your, every, every, your, your life is, not your life is put at risk, I'm not phrasing that correctly, but I, I did, you know, you don't want to use, so you end up kind of, you almost talk like film line, I lost everything, I didn't lose everything, but, but there was a real risk that I, because, you know, I lost so much work and, and, and people stopped coming out to see me and, you know, there was a real risk that I could, oh, I might not be able to afford where I live anymore. It really got quite bad. That you thought, well, if, I, if I'm doing this drinking, there is no way I'm going to get out of this because, again, I'm not a, you know, a bad drunk or anything, just... I'm a bad. I always thought I, always thought I was a, a lot worse at being hungover. Right. I wasn't a bad drunk, but I was a very bad hangover. Right. Like I just would whatever it is, just kept cancelling it. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. And I just, uh, I would do the things that I planned of doing. You know, let's write that script. Doesn't matter. I'm hungover. It's off. Forget it. And I just thought when your kind of life is lifestyle is is put at, at risk. You, I, I just thought hungover. I'm not going to be able to get myself out of this. So I thought, well, I've, got, I've got to stop drinking to kind of sort this out. And then you're three years down the line, and much, much better. You know, it's, I, I, I enjoy my life much more than I... And I think I was someone that drank too much. Maybe it was a problem. I mean, it, caught, it, caught, it certainly caused problems, yeah. but... No, it was a problem. It definitely was a problem. But it... it, it I didn't kind of realise, and then you're out the other side and you look back and I just, I genuinely didn't think that, <laughs> that you could have fun yeah. not drinking. I just didn't, I really didn't believe And if someone, if you had said to me, I don't drink and I really like it, I would just think, you're lying. You yeah. are, you're absolutely lying. And now I'm out the other side and it's, I much, I just much prefer I think, it, but again, as a young person, I think anyone under 40 is still pretty young, right? And I think... Yes, I, fine. And, yeah. and I, and... I was saying, you know, I think I wanted to start drinking at so many times, and I just thought I'm never going to have a social and any kind all of, of that stuff. Life. Yeah, I'll never have a girlfriend. I'll never. I'll never. I'll be in the house. I genuinely thought it, and you know, but you know, I'm not sure in my twenties I ever had sex sober. I'm not sure. Same. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, no, so absolutely. So I was absolutely thought I had to be drunk to be interesting and to be yes, you know, and to and to be confident enough, which is again, totally sounds weird from people who stand on stage and talk to people, and, but it's a very different thing, right? Being in the real world. I, I, oh God, I, I mean, absolutely. My social anxiety is is dropped. It was just it used to be so high. It would just every social event would fucking terrify me. Yeah. And and what got me to the event was, oh, I'll have a drink. Yeah. I'll get out of a drink and and then I'll be able to talk to people. And um, I think there was a lot of not. I don't know. Maybe I, you don't have this, but there was a lot of just kind of self hatred. There was a lot of uh, you know people will hate me and and unless I'm drunk. I, I thought I needed to be drunk for other people. I thought that I kind of thought being drunk was my thing. Yeah. It's my thing. It's what I do. I get drunk. That's what everyone knows me. People would, people would tell me they'd been to Edinburgh. Like, new comics would go, um, oh, hi, hi, you know, lo- lovely to meet you. I, I have a friend that went out drinking with you. It's like a thing. You know, go, oh, no, no, don't tell me what happened. They, they, they said you're mental. Like, yeah, great. And, but, um, I feel like I've done... I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I had a, an, an amazing time, you know, being, being up in Edinburgh and being shit-faced, but I feel like I completed it. There aren't many things that you could go... 
You know, there aren't many things that drinking, the you know, that drinking gives opportunity to that I've not ticked off the box. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've done that. We'll probably cut to an advert for whiskey just at this point. Me <laughs> <laughs> going. Mm, I love whiskey. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I still do love it, but uh, I don't. Just, just, uh, <laughs> You should drink it, guys. Obviously. Yes, you go, keep going. You guys keep drinking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But look, I also... I mean, this is... That uh, wasn't, was that too heavy? No, no, it's that not. Wasn't because too, no, it wasn't because meant that, to be. No, because I think it's, you know, it's important to talk about it. And I think it's interesting to talk about it. But I think what you've done brilliantly with this show, which I, I would recommend people watch, whatever they think about what happened, if they've got preconceptions, sure, yes. I think it's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see it. I think it's, it shows how great you are as a... Comedian, you're very, you've got fantastic, you're very good at observational comedy, which I think is the hardest thing to do, to, to be original with. Uh, you, but you're also very, I think because of the stuff you talk about, the Jim Carrey stuff, which you're very physically interesting as well. So you're, not, <laughs> you're sort of doing physical stuff. You've amazing impressions in it. There's an amazing impression of Michael McIntyre in there. Yes. And, and the Jim I was Ke- with Michael two days ago in Oslo. Right. He's such a funny, just an incredibly fun. he, he, he kind of... It's got a special power, Michael, I think. He sees the... He just... The entire world is funny to him. and it's, It really is amazing to be around. Yeah. I, I loved it. I really loved being around him. It was, you know, he's one of the most successful comedians this country has ever had. And, and when you're with him in company, you really see why. It's wonderful. The whole, the whole world... He would Right now, he would just be... He would be able to make that funny. He's like a clown. It's it's fucking. It's so amazing. I know. I know he gets a lot of stick, you know, from the comedy world and stuff. And but I, I mean, God, I hope he doesn't hear this bit. But like, I was doing a preview. And, <laughs> no, I was doing a preview of my own show, and and someone was being nice about me, and they did that thing where they thought they were being nice. You know, they thought they were being nice because they they slagged him off. You know, they, yeah. oh yeah, you're better than Michael. And I mean, so have you ever seen Michael live? And he was like, no. And I said, well, let's go and watch Michael live and come back to me. Because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. a real... To, to see the whole world as just this palette for comedy. I, I, try and, I try and do that. I try and just kind of find the funny and everything. But not, not to the extent that that man has it. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, I had to follow him sometimes. And then we did a radio show where he was the follow ho- him. Yeah, when he, was the, he was the host. Of Herring's it. here. We yeah. love Herring. <laughs> Richard Herring, Russia Hussipper. I love the Russia Hussipper. It's incredible. The Russia Hussipper. We love this. We love Herring. Leon Herring. I used to love the Leon Herring. The... I'm Macintosh. I'm PC. Leon Herring. We love this. <laughs> he's, um, <laughs> he's, but he's incredible, you know. And he was absolutely. I and mean, I saw him in uh, Montreal, and he was, you know, nobody knew who he was there. And he was just playing, you know. There was waiters coming by with trays, and he took the tray, and he, you know, did this amazing improvised stuff. And he is absolutely impossible to follow. So I'm the same. I won't have people, you know. He's it's, it's an easy target. Oh, he's the easy target because that means. And I'm sure I've used him as a target myself. Yeah. But <laughs> But you know, I do it to everyone. I do it to everyone. But I, but I, I won't have it from anyone else. I'm allowed to. Yeah. I love it, and I had a lovely time. And it was actually just before it was the summer before he um, became he broke in in the UK. So he wasn't famous in the UK. He wasn't famous in Montreal. And he was, you know, we I hung out with him quite a bit in that in that uh, that year in in Montreal. And he was just such fun to be with. So much fun. I went to I was like, Oslo, big five thousand seater, and. <laughs> Like about to go on, and he just 
It's like he finds everything. It's not just funny. It's what, there's a kind of what's going on. It's almost like not trusting the world the way we see it. He's going to question it. And I'm just like about to go, on, go down to you know, tighten my shoes or something. And he just stops. He stops. He goes, oh, she. And look up. He goes, are you doing the knee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing the knee. You look like you're doing the knee. What are you doing? Get up. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, look. Yes. Anyway. Look, everyone should have a, have a crack at this. Uh, thank this you. Because thank you. Thank you. And look, you're doing. Um, oh. Yeah, there's some there's some really funny stories, and it also is it's a little as well as being a history of this subject. It's it's a it's your comedic journey from being at school and making everyone laugh at school. Yeah. Which is and and it's sort of like everything's trying to recapture those. That moment at school where you were the, sort of the comedy hero of the playground, literally, you know, it feels like the whole, <laughs> feels like your whole life is trying to grasp back at this. That's so nice you know, that you, but that you but, see that and but yeah, say but it's, that. And... But so there's a lot going on in in an hour, and it's a really good hour. And that's but if you go through something horrible, then you're you know as a as a comedian as an artist, it's going to be good for you. You know, I mean, eventually, and that's. But I suppose that's the lesson for anyone going through something. That shit, because I can't think of anything, anyone who's, you know, people have had dis- illnesses and breakups and, and, and people dying and that's what, I, my cat died, I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably do a show about it. <laughs> but, you know, this is, this is like literally, you know, up high, down low, it's that, and then and having to fight, find your way out of it. Um, and you know, and you and just that, t- that's t- what the news show. Is. The new, right. the, well, the, the, I'm still in preview stage. The 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 new Edinburgh show is 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 the getting out of that. Mm-hmm. Today's episode of Rahalastapur slash Two Pints is brought to you by the National Lottery. They've asked us to delve into a question that's had all our minds racing at one point or another. What would you do if you won the jackpot on the National Lottery? And I'm not alone. I'm joined by actor, comedian and host of Two Pints with Will and Ralph, Will Meller. OK, Richard, uh, I'm sorry, I have to fess up here. It is called Two Pints with Will and Ralph. Yeah. But Ralph isn't here. It's me on my own. I wanted to meet Ralph Little in real life. <laughs> I'm sorry to let you down that you've just got me. Who knows? He might have had a big win and thought, I'm off. Yeah. I'm going to go and buy myself a dog sanctuary or something. You know what he's like about dogs. Yeah. He was just holding you back, Will. You'll be, you'll be one pint with one pint on your own with Will Meller. That's, that's that's what it should be. So, what would you? What he would be the first person you'd tell if you won the national lottery? I, I suppose it would probably be my mum. I tell my mum everything. She's the first person I call. Uh, I still, you know, when you was younger, you used to give your mum three rings when you got there safe. I'd, I'd ring my mum first. I don't think I'd tell. Her, I wouldn't even tell my wife. Imagine winning the national lottery. <laughs> You could set your own bank accounts. What are we talking about here, figure-wise? Let's say we've won 20, let's say 25 million. I think that's a realistic amount. If you go nuts and buy a stately home or something, that's the whole thing gone, right? So you could, yeah. you would just be bat, you know, banging around in a massive house. It'd be nice to buy a, a house you were really happy with that you could live with. With like three million pounds, you could buy a house with that. I'd love a big garden is what I'd really like, so... I, what I don't get about people who've got lots of money is why they don't give more of it away and also why they don't just spend it in a funny way. I would, I'd try and spend it in funny ways, you know, like building a massive statue of myself that I had to be put up in the town centre of my town. You know, something like that. 
imagine this. So we've both won the lottery. One of the conditions of the win is that we have to buy, spend all the money together and we're not allowed to take any. We can't say here's 10 grand, 10 million each. What, what do you want to do with that? We could buy an island, do it up. Um, we could call it RW Island or WR Island or whatever you want. And then yeah. people could go there and rent it out. And we could, when we have it, we could have it for ourselves and our own families. You could have it for yeah. six months of the year. You know, all that sort of stuff. I'd love an yeah. island, my own place. We could design it how we want. I would like to finance a film where uh, you have you're, you play Jambo from Hollyoaks, uh, <laughs> and it's a gritty. But you have you have to. I'd, I'd quite like to pay you just to be called Jambo from Jambo for the rest of your life. How much money would it need? How much money would I have to give you for you to change your name, to Jambo? A lot. <laughs> People still call me Jambo in the street. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Do you know what I think, Richard? What I can't stand is when people say, oh, I'd still go to work. Oh, I can't, I can't stop my cleaning job at Swizzle. I can't, I can't stop working, stacking shelves down the road. I love it. I'm going, I'll be best friends in there. I'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you've got to... it, it won't change me. I can't stand that. <laughs> you've got to spend it, though, I think. That's the thing. So I think, it, you know, it's about... I just think, you know, there's so many things you can do to, to help other people. I know the National Lottery does that already. So it's nice when you do the National yeah. Lottery when you don't yeah. win. That, you, you know, that you think, oh, well, at least that some of that money has gone to help causes. And that's an amazing thing. But, you you know, just the, the things you could do for, like, you know, your hometown or or people who've helped you along the way. I think I'd almost want to do that secretly as well. Though, you know, I think it's sort of nicer if you make an anonymous donation to someone if someone just gets... 50 grand through the letterbox and doesn't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much to the National Lottery for allowing us to live out a life full of newfound riches. I'm going to go and buy myself another ticket on my app and make all of this a reality. This time, I've got to win this time. So remember, the National Lottery, it's where your numbers make amazing happen, whether that's a big jackpot win or helping the National Lottery causes across the country continue with the amazing work that they do. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. 
And I noticed the show's called... Um... <laughs> <coughs> so I just swallowed some water. I'm not crying. <laughs> Sean Walsh is dead happy now, which is basically taking two of my show titles and putting them together. <laughs> <laughs> so I, might just, your... I did a show called We're All Gonna Die and I did a show called Happy Now, so it's almost... Oh, it's almost there you go. I did a show about death and a show about whether, you know, um, be, be, becoming a dad and being married would, would make me happy. <laughs> the only good, the only good thing was the cat. The only that was it. That was the cat. That's what's kept this marriage alive. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, tell us about the new show. So the, you're you're doing it at the Fringe as well, yeah? Fringe and um, touring. I don't know about if I'm going to tour this. Okay. So I'm I'm currently touring the the kind of fun just. It's called Back from the Bed, and it's just the fun stuff I like doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> about hoovering and st- stuff like that. And um, it's not just nonsense, right? Uh, uh, but um, when I was editing, we were editing Kiss, and I thought that, um, that I thought, well, well, Kiss is about what it's like to go through that. Yeah. And, and actually, um, kind of not, not, not a sad ending, but. They, there was no, there wasn't a happy ending in that show, and yeah. and what I did in the tour show, which I couldn't do in Kiss because of legal reasons and because I couldn't be fucked. I mean, I didn't even check if I couldn't <laughs> do it, but I would presume that I couldn't do it. Is in Edinburgh that show ended with me doing the Charleston, right? Uh, and and I because I thought I can't leave these people like with that show and leaving and going fucking hell, that guy's really been. Fr-. I wanted them to. I wanted to kind of give them the dance yeah. so that they could all at least feel like they've had a good night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, it was quite, it's quite, it's not a dark show necessarily, but it's a bit intense. And if you're watching this, some, this kid, that, you know, I want to be a star, and then he's just getting ripped to, to shreds, then it, it might, and, and it's real, yeah. it might be a bit much. So I thought, I'll give them the Charleston at the end. But it didn't have a happy ending. So I thought, I'm, do you know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to, I'm going to, talk about what it's now like to have been through that and get to from the worst possible point. So it basically continues from Kiss. Yeah. And it's the worst possible point, but then gets to where I am now. And it's, you know, live with my girlfriend and got a dog and it's lovely and I love life and love all the comedy and all, all that stuff. And, and kind of try and leave the audience feeling uh, a bit happier than they walked in. Yeah. I the, think. Dog, the dog will die, though, you know. <laughs> Um, so yes that's it I think sounds so wanky but you you kind of to to explain myself you kind of when you are the one that's writing it you you I think maybe you don't but you kind of have to think in the wankiest terms and then work backwards so you I kind of start off being extremely pretentious when I'm writing it and then try and get rid of that as it goes on Right? Yeah. Does that? Okay. Yeah, but, you know, what's interesting as a, a, for you as a comedian, I think, you know, you are this, you're, you know, it's a very good observational com- comedy, very, you know, some broad subjects, but you've found your yeah. own. But this, or this whole thing gives it an extra, you know, it gives an, an extra sort of darkness that wouldn't be there for Michael McIntyre, for example, if Michael yes. McIntyre could never do this show. And it makes you a very interesting act i think so like in terms of just if you forget the morality and if you get what yeah, happened, yeah 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 you know, i think just in terms of what it's made you as a person and again the choices you've made so it's taken you down a very different road than you would have gone down if you'd won strictly or if you'd even just <laughs> but, or even if you'd just yeah. gone you know finished strictly and no one had found out about what you were up to 
then you you know your career would have been very you know as you, as you would the whole shows about you being on the Michael McIntyre show and then losing that yeah, so that, yeah you know those sort of things would have happened and it would have you'd be it would be a, you'd be a very different kind of act not worse I'd probably act. be a very different person yeah as well. of course of course you would and so you know so it, there's a lot of ways I just think these these setbacks actually help people in the long run and I think yeah. and I think what's good about this show is if people like you know with comedy people like to see other people are going through the same shit as them. There's so, you know, so many, so I'm not, cause I've done that a lot in my shows. I've talked about depression and, you know, and getting in a hole and getting out the hole. And I think by just being honest and open about that, that's, that's a big thing for a start. Well, so. do you know what was strange is, <clears throat> um, is that you know, I thought this story was so, I thought it was so, you know, I thought it was such a, it was obviously such a personal story that <laughs> most if any people, you know, haven't been on this journey. And then people would come up to me in Edinburgh afterwards and they would say that they related to it somehow. Like they had had the, a signifying moment. Yeah. That had, and it would be like lost a job and their whole life crumbled. Yeah. And I didn't expect that at, at all. Yeah. It was very I strange. Most, you know, most people have been through things. Most people have had a terrible time. But that's what... Yes. That, but yeah. that's... that's I, mean, I think the kind of people, the people who make the noise don't, will at some point realise, you know, because something will happen to them that if it hasn't happened to them yet, if people are cri- being critical of you and the thing hasn't yet happened to them, it will happen to oh them. Oh, my God. So, you know, something will happen. We're all, we'll all go through something where we're ashamed of ourselves. Totally. Or, where, or just where things Absolutely. don't go our way. Or where the big opportunity falls apart. And it's how you cope with that and how you move on from that. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, and most people do it, but it's good to see somebody, to somebody, you know, talking about it and getting through it, I think. It's, you know, it's, it's fascinating and it's very interesting. And I think just in terms of your kind of comedy... Which you always had, you know, you it, it was you were never like clean cut, and you were never, you know, you were, you were never Michael McIntyre. No, but, it was never Michael. But, no, but you know, it adds an extra level to it. And I think like the things you're doing, the the short, the clown short short film you did, is really a really interesting piece, and it's great. <laughs> it it's really, but, you know, it's but it's, that comes, you know, that that comes from. So I I, I produced this uh, little short film that I wrote, and Joe Ball directed it. You know, Joe, uh, he made this wonderful documentary about. Um, uh, fucking incognito. Thank you, incognito. It was absolutely brilliant, and um, and I think that that came again, not being in a position where you're necessarily earning much, you know, that much money anymore, and you you, you know you're not you're not that busy, and you're not drinking. I've I don't know about you. I've kind of thought that if you were to stop drinking, you were gonna. I, I would suddenly. I would magic, magically transform into this kind of go-getter, right? right now I don't drink, and I'm, I'm going to be proactive, and I'm going to, you know, five-year plan, goals, and all that stuff. And actually, what happened with me is, you, I, you, you don't kind of... I didn't transform into that at all, not this goal-getter, but you have to fill the time. Yeah. If you're not <laughs> drinking, you just, you just end up naturally fill, filling the time. And so I look back in the time that I've not drank and I go, I wrote that sitcom. I made that short film. I filmed my special. And I also wrote a tour show that I haven't filmed yet. And I'm writing the other... And you go, fucking hell, you kind of accidentally <laughs> do all of those things that you kind of think, oh, I'm start drinking, I'm going to be, I'm going to do this, I'm going to achieve that. And I've kind of accidentally done it. Clown is an amazing example. I basically said... 
not not verbatim, but I kind of I was in a, I was a really dark place, really dark place in in, in my life, but you know, post Stripney, and I was I was actually in Darlington, but I'd done a gig in a town off like near Darlington. I was just so depressed with with like where I was in my life, how I was on. You know, and you would look and Chris Ramsey was doing a readers with his <laughs> wife, doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, how has that happened here? And I phoned my friend because I was so depressed and I ranted down the phone. And then I thought to myself, when I hung up, I thought, oh my God, imagine I, imagine I turned around and someone who had been at the gig <laughs> yesterday had heard... What I was saying, how awful, you know, how ungrateful, how, how ungrateful I would have looked, and but also the quite funny irony of this comedian like bouncing up on stage, up and down, and actually then you hear him the next day. Um, I thought oh, that's quite a funny idea for a film, and I got on the train and I wrote the script on the the train journey from Darlington back home, and then. I said it to Joe Paul, and I said, "Can you make this?" And he said, "Are you free Tuesday?" <laughs> and we did it. Right. And I, I, I think that. I hope I don't sound like that guy that doesn't drink and now is telling, trying to convince everyone to not drink. <laughs> don't. Do whatever. But do what you want. But that, there's no way that happened. That's an example of... There's yeah. no way that just that little eight-minute film happens if I'm hungover. No fucking way. Yeah. There's an amazing bit in it, right, which is where you're on the phone and the train comes through the station and you stop talking and the train goes through and you start talking again. Was that just something that happened or did you plan that? <laughs> no, 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 that was just something that happened and I was aware that this would be a good moment. So, so hold the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we did. People go, I love the way that you, you got the train to come past. And you go, no, the, the time of it is awesome though. That's what it, just because it's you're, talk, you're talking and then you have to shut up because the train's coming through. But. Yeah. And then we, you're just holding on your face as the train comes through. Yes. It's great. Thank you. Well, that's Joe <laughs> Bohr. You know, that's yeah. Joe Bohr as well for holding the, the shot. It was yeah. his idea to do it in one shot. But, yeah. um, but again, yeah. it's about, Thank and you. it comes up a lot on this podcast, but with comedians being upset about everyone, how everyone else is doing. But it's about, you know, because you've got Joel Domit on the poster <laughs> there, being some, some cat, wacky character who's doing really well. And it's, you know, it, but again, I think as you get older as a comedian, you stop Worrying about that, right? Totally. So, so you stop looking at other people, and, absolutely, and, and look inwards and stop looking outwards because you'll never get anywhere by by worrying. A- about them. A- a- absolutely. So much wasted time, lo- you know, looking at what when when I was younger, looking at what other people were doing. Just like yeah. what a waste of. But it's all normal, you know. It's also normal, and it's I also know. the way it's the way that everyone is. So I know. And that's the, it's well, human, isn't it? It is human. All the things that have happened to you are human, and you're st- you're like Job in the Bible, and you've been destroyed <laughs> by the gods that you know. It's been, it's, been, it's like someone's gone. Whoa. It's like it's like a it's really like a Greek myth. It's like let's raise him up. Fuck him! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it's not, and it's that thing where the where the transgression is. Is a transgression and it's bad, but it's just not as bad as, like you say, you know, it's not as bad as so many things that people get away with. So it's, you know, it's it. it yeah, you don't want to just start naming loads of bad yeah, things. That would be quite surreal. But it's, you know, some people get caught. Some people don't get. Some people get caught and get and, and and worm their way through it. Some people are terrible people and never resign and carry on working. <laughs> Fucking hell, you know, like that, and and it is, you know, and the way that the way that 
that fame operates in the way the tabloids operate, and you know, but the whole business operates. It is this thing of right, great, let's just you know. It, so it gives it's sort of the jeopardy of life, but it's a weird thing where where a, a, a business can do that, can just decide we're going to pick out this one person, and you know, yes, they've got do. everything that we're telling people they should be aiming for, but we're going to show everyone that if they step out of line, then they're fucked. Yes, it's, you know, and that's a that's a the, fucking weird business I, I, to be in. I was in the I was in. Um, I can't remember how long this was afterwards. I was in Fitness First uh, gym. I was exercising really good. At that point, I was just you know, just constantly running and <laughs> lifting weights and just trying to forget about everything. And this woman came up to me in Fitness First, this blonde woman, and she said, um, she, I could see, and I could kind of see her walking towards me. And I, I thought, I'll, you know, she might, she might ask for a selfie. She might bring up Strictly or something, and she went, um, oh, hi, Sean. I went, oh, hello. And she introduced herself, and she said, I'm, I'm the person that broke the story. Oh, fuck. And I... <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I... Like, it, it was like in the films. It just was yeah. like in the films. I... I thought... It sounded... This is what happened in my brain. It sounded like she said... I'm the person that broke the story. But it can't be. That can't be what she said. <laughs> so I did the thing that I thought people only really do in films, which is I went, sorry, what? Like, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it can't have been what I think you said. And she said, I'm the, I'm the person that broke the story. And I went, you ruined my life. And she went, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Put her hand on her chest and 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 then got out a card. Did she get out a card? She said, "Maybe I've remembered. I misremembered her getting a card." She offered to to give me her number and to to call if I if I ever needed her. And I just in the gym. Like, oh, no, no, no. Right, um, <laughs> bye, bye. It was a- absolutely mental. To yeah. be fair. I, I, but I was shocked. I couldn't. I could. I want to go. Fuck off! But I, I was so shocked that this person had come up to me. Like, do, do they? Do they know? Do they know that they do that? That what? Do they know what it does to people? Yeah, well, they know. don't. They obviously don't. I mean, you know, they, it's it's so, so, isn't that so? so, so <laughs> unless it was just someone pretending, but it's. But really, anyway. what, yeah, yeah. Yes, who's Anton Depp? Rip off their mask. Absolutely, you would think any, but that's it. That that kind of person isn't a normal person because any normal person, I've done something like a little bit sleazy, but it certainly wouldn't go and tell the person. <laughs> if you'd done that, you Can certainly would go and tell the. I yeah, that was, was me. That was me. I was so shaken afterwards. I just thought that person must have no idea what that's done to me. No. I don't. I don't. I don't know to what. Well, they're not, but you know, I guess they're not thinking. You know, that she'll go through her own thing somewhere down the line. Maybe but they're not thinking. Mean... They're not thinking about their job is just to get the stories. They're not thinking about the human cost of it. Uh, but it's sort of bizarre that they wouldn't. You either. I you... don't blame. By, by the way, I have to be clear. I don't blame them. I, you know, no, no. But... I'm the I'm the one that did the wrong thing, yeah, and, but... and I got quite. And it's a tabloid's job. You're on the biggest show on TV. I get that. I just couldn't believe. So I don't like kind of hate that person for breaking the story. I don't. That would be. That would be. It would be basically be irrational. You. That is what happens. But what I. I just couldn't believe. I just thought. 
do you really not know what you're doing? And that's how you justify this to yourself. Do you yeah. all do you all justify this job that you do, but by by not by kind of ignoring that actually you're you're kind of probably ruining people's lives. I think they have well, they either have to ignore it or they go they have to decide that they're they're cool with it. So, but that it is the telling you is that is uh, yeah all the rest of it's okay. That's her job and that's okay. totally fine. But uh, te- uh, but, to, but <laughs> telling you about it is to and introduce watch it, because you know I just think. Won't he murder me? For, you know, yeah, yeah. Isn't there a danger that this, I'm not, this man with I'm a weight in his hand? Weight, <laughs> like, yeah. just, I mean, because you know, you might just even you know, you might just think someone would be that angry that you, you know, who knows what would happen? So but like, could, yeah. But so yes, the, the, it doesn't even occur to her that you would be. It's like a heckler coming up to you going, "That was me." That was me. You know, the work shouting, "You're a fucking cunt!" All the way through the show, just helping. <laughs> Just helping you out, mate. I was just helping you out. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. But that, you know, I think that says so... That does say so much, because I think she can only do that if she doesn't understand that her job has consequences. You know, it's not even... It's not even... It has consequences and you deserve it. It's like she hasn't even thought that far. She hasn't thought, I don't care because he deserves to be shown up. But you... You must have some, you know, you must have some thing. Going, if this person's bad, then what I don't get is you know, journalists doing any kind of sex or drugs expose yes. when they're all take, taking drugs and having sex. Yes, in, and are the sleaziest people on the planet Earth, and how yes. and how they can then go, I'm going to. <laughs> that's I, I just it's the hypocrisy that gets me in all of this, you know. So it's it's yeah, but this is the way people. This is the way people are. But also. Just to just to say, like, you know, that is that is. I wasn't not that I wasn't I wasn't strong enough, but uh, to to handle all of, all of that. It, you know, there might there might be a comic out there or a person indeed that might have handled that that all you know all very differently. That that does. I feel like I do have to say that because I don't. Sometimes, if I ever have to end up talking about uh, Strictly and all of that stuff, you get oh, what's the thing they say about the victim? The, the, that's like a phrase when the, the the person that's caused it then wants to become yeah, the yeah. victim or well, that that thing. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm. People ask me about what it's like, and I tell them, and that and this is all I can do is just kind of just go, well, look, this is what it was like. There might have been someone that went through that, and 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 it might have not. It might have damaged their career, but it might have. The person might have not changed at all. It might, they might have been absolutely fine with it and found the whole thing hilarious. So we, you know, that, it's just I didn't. So, yeah. you know, you're hearing my version, what that did to me as a human being. But it could have been someone else and they were they're absolutely fine. You don't yeah, know. I just don't think people... And, you know, you would think in the society... In the things that have happened to people on TV who haven't coped under the pressure yes. of criticism and, have, you know, and haven't lived yes. as a result... You would think there would be some just thinking, do we want to take this young guy who's a bit of a drunk and who, you know, is yeah. obviously having trouble in his relationship <laughs> and and take him from his highest point to his lowest point in, in like, 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> You've come off stage and done this amazing thing and standing ovation and, yeah. now, and, now you're going, and now we're going to take you right down to the bottom. And you, no, you can't do that without... Without that having some yeah, probably, psychological pro- pro- effect. On yes, it. probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Regardless of what you deserve, whether you've done deserve, and regardless of where you put what you've done in the in the annals of you know disgraceful acts. But even if it is a disgraceful act, you know, it just I don't. I just feel people are you know, people are just such 
bullshit is. I just, I just hate the fact that there's the, uh, the judgment. You know, I think Jesus said, and I, <laughs> judge not lest you be judged, Andy. That's what I say to you, especially to you, actually. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 fascinating, and I'm you know I'm very really, I'm very glad you've come through it, and it does and it does feel like there. You know, I think there's, there are certain people when stuff, stuff like this happens want you to be punished forever. You've made a mistake. Like in the oldest, I remember Leslie Grant from in... Um, he was in EastEnders, Dirty Den in EastEnders. He murdered a taxi driver and went to prison for 15 or 20 years. Yes. And then And then he came out and was allowed to be, like, the biggest celebrity in the... <laughs> he murdered someone. And people were going, oh, you know, it's all right, he's, played, he's done his time. And now, which, you know, I agree with. I think, like, if someone makes a mistake... They should be allowed, and they go to prison, and they serve the time. They should be, you know, it's not like you're punished forever. Now it's you do something, and and there are people who want, you know, oh, even if you even if you're sorry, even if you've changed your mind, there's people saying you've done that thing. You must be punished for all time. But it feels like it feels like the the stings, you know, for me. Yeah, it's, it feels oh, like to- it's, no, totally. Yeah. I, 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 you know, in, in terms of. Uh, uh, work, it's it's fantastic, and um, uh, I, I, yeah, and I don't I don't fi- you know I don't feel um, I feel I, I don't know if it ever you know I was in Oslo two days ago arena I have I do have to say that I, I, it, well I, when you're playing that big gig in Oslo I there's still uh, thank God I'm not in England. And I can really, really enjoy it because I don't feel like I've dragged that with me. Yeah. And when I'm here, if it's not my crowd, uh, I'm still not totally. I'm still not totally over it. I still freak out a little bit if I have to go out and it's not my tour show and I'm on like a charity gig and there's a bill. I'm like, oh, oh God, are they are, are they going to be people that? And it'll be normal. So you'll see someone in the crowd and maybe you know maybe the, it's the one person that's not laughing, but I've still got. The thing where my brain then connects that with that. Yeah, yeah. It goes, oh God, oh, God, oh, God, do they not like me because of that? Oh, which bit do they not? Which bit have they read? Which bit do they think? Yeah. And, 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 and that, but that's weakening. And, and, and things have been great. And, and, and you know what? The circuit, the comedians have been absolutely wonderful and, and, and so supportive. And I, I, I've been teary-eyed in the past when, when thinking about people getting in touch and... Um, and try and like kind of actively trying to help me out. And I, I, I know, do you know what? I know I, I, I did the Kef- backstage with Catherine Ryan thing. Yeah. And I think Catherine had to really fight. I don't, I didn't know. I know Catherine a bit better now. Right. I really like her. And we, we didn't really hang out that much, never really spoke that much. Kind of started at the same time, but I was, you know, I was doing telly when she was right. above, you know, the pubs. And I think she had to really fight to, to get me on that show. And that, that, that was just amazing. And I texted her saying, you know, you'll never know how much that, that meant to me to be kind of back yeah. in there and feel accepted with the, the comedians. And so, yeah, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of good to come out of it. And yes, a lot that's, exactly. You know, and I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm delighted you've, you've worked your way through it. Uh, but what I did want to say is I'm, I'm doing Dancing on Ice this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking for love. 
but you know, you can't, you can, you know, and you, the fact that things turn around and however low you're feeling and however bad things are, and you know, you must have thought no one's going to ever go out with me again. No one's, you know, there must have been low points in that where you're thinking if you're branded as that that guy, then. Maybe you didn't. I'm, no, you, I were, didn't. you were confident. <laughs> <laughs> you had a mind. No, I didn't think that. But no. you know, but you, know, you, mate, you, you fuck up relationships, and people fuck up relationships. Yes, and you can still go on and have another relationship, and you, as long as you've learned from what you've done, you know, it's the it's the people who, you know, again, all of this happens when we've got a prime minister who has not learned, you know, who's in the charge of the country, <laughs> and is and the papers are giving him, a, you know, that's what's infuriating to me is that. You know, you're on the front page of the tabloids for 12 days for this. <laughs> and Brexit's happened. And, and we've got a prime minister who's, you know, doing all the stuff he's done. And it's, and it's just what's going on. It's insane. Um, look. There we go. Let's go. The- <laughs> I'm not as bad as Boris Johnson. Yeah. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm not Johnson's as bad as Bojo. The there we go. It goes Boris, then me, <laughs> then Piers Morgan. But I, but it I, got just... voted, I got voted GQ's... Uh, <laughs> and I think this is fair enough today, actually. This is the worst time to bring this up. But I got voted GQ's second worst-dressed man. <laughs> um, I'm really wearing an unfortunate shirt. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a holiday shirt for people listening, a kind of Hawaiian thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was... I was, I was uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg was number one. And then it was me, and then it was Trump. <laughs> I dress worse than Trump. The fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's sort of. I mean, it, maybe it is just humanity. Maybe it is. You know, there's always going to be someone that there needs to be that in that position. But it's you know, it is in that you, role of the the, the, the kind of the, the nasty Nick. Role. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was just thinking of nasty Nick who who, yeah. who, who you know wrote something on a piece of paper <laughs> with a pencil. <laughs> And <laughs> that's him forever. No, he did absolutely his nothing. His nasty Nick <laughs> because he wrote a name on a piece of paper and slipped it to Craig. Yeah. That's it. The worst. You're, why are you called nasty Nick? Why are you called nasty Nick? Yeah. I wrote a name on a piece of paper and I tried to win a game show. Yeah. <laughs> by, by manipulating people a bit. Oh, you don't get you don't get that on reality TV anymore. Do people slightly manipulate. So you know, it's a, it's. I mean, I don't. I really hope we can get over it, and I, you know, it would be great to live in a world where, where you know, there was that won't happen. It won't happen. No. It's definitely worse than it was, and that's yes. that's what I just you know, I I I just think that you know, not everyone's going to get through it. Not every, not everyone's going to get through the experience you had. Um, so, you know, whatever you think of, like, oh, maybe people would have reacted more coolly, a lot of people would have reacted a lot worse and, you know, and, and taken it a lot. Because it's... I think as comedians, we've maybe got a slightly thicker skin, even though I think most of us have got a big, thick, thin bit somewhere. But we get so much abuse that we can take abuse. But even as a comedian, what you went through is, is extraordinary. So someone who has never been... Had looked at Twitter and seen. What the, you know, the, the, did you mean, like the Love Island people? Yeah, well, you know, Love Island. God but, knows what they're, they're. You know, if you suddenly become the, wor- the the worst person in the country and you've never had anyone criticise you and you're beautiful and everyone's always been nice to you and suddenly your your social media is just full of people calling you the worst person in the world, what are you going to do? You know, what's the, how's that going to affect you? So it's it's know, terrifying. The yeah, thought of it, it is absolutely yeah. terrifying. Wow. But um, yes, we'll. 
I, mean, well, I was going to say, well, we'll see. That's not. Don't look out. <laughs> let's let's not wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't think it. I don't, it, I don't think it is going to change. But it's it's yeah, yeah. I'm going to change it. I'm going to get out there. I don't think you can. Okay, no. Okay. <laughs> I think with the power of this podcast, <laughs> we can change this podcast in which I'm so nice to everybody. Did you ever? Did you? Do you? You talk about comedians having a thicker skin, and obviously heckles, but I kind of think... I think heckles are... It's a pantomime in stand-up, you know. It's, it's part of the, the game. Um, um, you know, much like football, you, you can call the player a useless cunt. We're, you're not re- no one actually really... No. Oh, certainly I don't. It's the, th- it's the theatre of it. Yeah, and then yeah. we go off afterwards, you didn't mean anything you said. But have you, did you, have you ever received that kind of side of things well, a little bit like weirdly whenever i try and be nice i get a lot, a lot of shit what do you mean but like i when i defended when i said like comedians should think about using disabled language and whether it's necessary or not didn't even say don't do it i got you know got dragged into a thing and i had R- ricky gervais's fans come oh, out that, right, and yes. calling me a spastic for three days <laughs> after we sort of proved my point <laughs> As Ricky Gervais was saying, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, but a few, there's been a few things where I've just, you know, where I've said some, where I've tried to just be like make a serious point. That I think it's quite nice. I got like abuse for saying call people by the name they want to be called by, and then I got like days of abuse from uh, within about within about half an hour of me tweeting. It's just polite to call people what, what they want to be called. I had people tweeting me saying I only said that because I want to go into uh, changing rooms and look at teenage girls taking their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being nice. I thought I was being nice. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just call people. Just call people. They want to be called. You fucking cunt! You're a pedophile. <laughs> You're a piece of nonsense. <laughs> so you know, I, I'll, oh I'll just stop trying to be nice. Just well, that's not the pla- it's not the it's, that's a vile place. Twitter. I, I, I got I've got back on it to promote Kiss, and I fucking ended up staying on it. And I, I'm really angry at myself. But uh, I mean, it's just it's it's just it's just arguing, isn't it? It's just shouting. It is, it's but I quite you know. With all those cases, I, I except actually with the what the I just shut off everyone in that middle one and that, and that yes. last one because uh, that was the easiest thing to do. But with the with the Ricky Gervais one, I tried to answer as many people as possible in, in a calm way. And I did it for three days, and then I had uh, then I had a cry at the end of it. I yes, uh, but, but it's poisonous. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's but it but uh, you know I had a, I had a recent one where there was a sort of misunderstanding over. I'd sort of it was about the imperial measurements thing, and I just said you know I just said people who want the return of imperial measurements, you know it's I basically just said you know young people don't know any of that stuff, and you know you've had everything yes. you want, and you've already had Brexit. Uh, and because I because I, I said you know, I said no one under sixty knows oh, what God, that stuff I is. Saw this. And then I just yes. got loads of people over sixty saying I didn't vote for Brexit, Brexit, and I don't want imperial measurements. And I go, yeah, look at the tweet. It says people who want imperial measurements yeah. back. And, yes, and, yeah, yeah. But because it mentioned an age, they read it and, and they misread it. People were quoted back at me and saying, "You're saying that over sixties are all thing," and it's, it doesn't even mention age. But because I mentioned young people, because I mentioned you know, I think I said it was saying young people stayed inside for two years and have kept. You know, have kept you alive. Um, <laughs> and they, again, it, well, I wasn't saying to keep you alive, but that—that that is one of the you know, give, okay, yes. give them something back by not making a you know making a fuss about this thing that is no young person is going to understand what 
you know, imperial measurements are. It was all I was saying. Yes. But, you, but you, you know, <laughs> but then I felt I should explain to it. I mean, obviously, I didn't phrase it great because a lot of people. But I mean, did a lot of people didn't phrase it great. Is it a great phrase? Uh, a, lot, uh, <laughs> a lot of people got it right, and and it, that's what happened. Is it got over the? It got retweeted a lot. That's the, that's and the so worst. then it got to lots of people who weren't reading it properly. That's why Instagram is a nicer place because there's no retweeting, so yeah. you're not getting to people that that hate you. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. And so I think always it's all nearly always it just goes over the it goes over the hill, and no one's looking at what you actually said. Yes. Well. But yeah, so but again, that's not a really un, un, you know I've said so many unpleasant things and I've done so many unpleasant things <laughs> and I've made so many mistakes and so you know they, it, that's what I mean. I just think that's the human experience and we've got to learn by that. And and you know it's sort of it's just weird the way people focus in on somebody else making the mistake because they're defle- it's deflection. It's deflection going if he's. If he's the person, that means that I'm not going to be the person. I think it's just some that's some kind of I don't know. Yeah. It's a, anyway, look, we should go. We should go and uh, <laughs> have a nice start. Let me ask you one emergency question. Let's yes, see, let's please. See, let's see if that uh, gets brings us to an end or just opens us up into a whole new let's... world of excitement. Um, how how is everyone getting home? I'm yeah, confu- I know, confused. Staying, we might as well just stay here. I was gonna. I was going to ask you what's the, you know, about me having hit um, Denise Van Outen in the face and what's the worst thing you've ever done to a minor celebrity, but I'll leave, I won't do that one. Uh, it's, um... <laughs> um... Hey, hey, Sean, what's the furthest you've driven in one day? <laughs> it was last week. Was it? In, in, in uh, Scandinavia? It was, it was... Oh, hang on, am I driving or am I in the car? Oh, me either. I've been... Well, you said driving. What's the furthest, What's you've, the furthest dri- you've driven in one day? Yeah, so I've driven. Yeah, yeah. was last week for two hours. I did a two-hour driving lesson. <laughs> oh, because you can't drive. <laughs> I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that about and, you. But last year was my first... Last, last week was my first two-hour session. Yeah. So it was... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Last week. Wow, well done. Congrats. I've passed the theory. Good. So I can talk. If you want to talk, 
theory, yeah. the theory of driving. I could, yeah, I, could do I do. It. I love driving instructors. They're great. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's see what we've got. I don't think the silo question's the one. I don't think it's the one. If you if your house was on fire, what three items would you definitely leave behind, or even surreptitiously throw into the flames when no one was looking? Oh, leave behind. That's quite going to be quite a depressing question as well. That was, that was no, all of, all of the shoes. Right. All of this, just a giant pile of shoes that yeah. are not... They're not... I, I, I'm not sorting them. Grace isn't sorting them. They've <laughs> just been there for years. Just a giant pile of... We don't, you know, where do you, where do you put your shoes? Where well, are the shoes? I do have a shoe rack, but they still end up in piles near the shoe rack quite often. Oh, that's like the recycling bin. Yeah. The recycling <laughs> bin is cardboard in the bin yeah. and then just around surrounding where you just <laughs> chuck cardboard because you can't be fucked <laughs> to put it in. Um, the, uh, so sh- all of the shoes go... The, uh, there, there was the cupboards... The cu- the, well, I had one of those cupboards that had the spinning shelves oh, yeah. in and that broke <laughs> and then someone came round and put the spinning... It's just turned into a normal standard cupboard. Yeah. But they didn't get rid of the spinning shelves. Yeah. And I've not gotten rid of the spinning shelves. <laughs> so the spinning shelves are just in the hallway. Okay. So the spinning shelves would go... Yeah, that's good. In, in So shoes, spinning shelves, yeah. and... Um, oh, God. The, um, I, I like this question. It's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a third item? There's nothing I want to get rid of. Ah, oh, that's a nice... What a wonderful life you lead. Nothing, nothing. No, okay, that's good. You can have two. Like two why? Sho- why not two shoes? <laughs> two, <laughs> two shoes but, and one spinning thing. But why wouldn't I have gotten... I, the question, why wouldn't I have gotten rid of it? Isn't there anything like your partner might have in the house that you don't like but that you would throw back in the... You know, it's, it's a chance to get rid of stuff that you don't like in the house. So there might be... Her socks in my drawer. Okay. <laughs> yes. That, that really drives me nuts. Okay. That's my sock drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Her socks go... She puts them in there. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's chaos. It's yeah. really, it's chaos. That relationship's not going to work. <laughs> I know, I know, it. It's good to see something else is going to bring you down. That's all I'm saying. That's all, it's good for comedy yeah. that your life has to fall apart because you're too happy. It's not good. It's not good. Hey, look, Sean, it's, um, I'm really glad that uh, things are going well for you. And do Thank go you. and see Sean's. Where's your show on in Edinburgh? Oh, what, what it's been? at the stand at 10. Brilliant. So go yeah. and see that and see him on tour if he comes on tour. And watch. Um, both, Kiss. both uh, Kiss and uh, the clown. the clown are free on YouTube. So yeah. Go yeah. and check them out. And then, you know, check them out. If you don't like him, just leave a comment in the bottom and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> if, you think, if, you think it's, if you think it's too soon for him to be back after what he did, <laughs> make, sure, make sure you let him know. He's on Twitter. Let him oh, know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. It's Sean oh, Walsh. Very good. Thank oh. you very much. You've been lovely. You have been listening to Rahalaslapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Sean Walsh. Thank you to Scamp Regard, who provided this music. Thank you also, I'm very indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you to George, the incompetent sound man. Fantastic work from him again this week. Thank you to Chris Evans, not that one, for everything he's done to turn my meaningless life around. Thank you to everyone at the Phoenix, everyone who came. Thank you to the trains 
people who striked and made it difficult for us to get an audience. We still got an audience. Uh, we wouldn't have had much of an audience anyway, so it's nice to have an excuse. So thanks, guys. Uh, thank you to the staff and management of the Phoenix 2, and thank you very much for having us. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Stripe.com production. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.